world of thrills, a world of drama, of capes and tights, a world where death is a revolving door. Welcome to The Geek Matrix. It's the DC Comics Review Show number 156, the world's greatest comic show about the world's greatest superheroes it's rob here joining me as always are my wonderful co-hosts the boys are back in town brandon hello everybody and josh howdy 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 dude like the 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 craziest fucking thing happened to me the other day okay carol i'm about to take a drink be careful (laughs) carol danvers just stopped by my house a couple of days ago and wanted help finding her missing cat but i told her i'm not helping her that's a wild goose chase lurk that <laughs> oh come on <laughs> oh goodness yeah and and you don't want to get eaten by a flurkin no no <laughs> if if they're anything like Niblonians, they have black holes in their stomachs. Oh God, that's horrible! <laughs> Futurama on the brain again. Yeah, we've been watching. Hey, the new season comes out really soon. Is it really? Yes, oh, season wow. eleven. I think uh, the twenty eighth. Yeah. I think because I know they just put out the trailer. Yeah. Um, so, at least by the end of the month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which disney plus everywhere on the planet except for the u.s where you have to go to hulu yeah Yeah. fun times and that's because we don't have hulu anywhere outside of the u.s yeah (laughs) it's stupid as hell that i can't watch regular tv you're not missing much on hulu no fucking ads Unless That's you get the stupid. ad-free version and like, yeah, it buffers like crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with there. Disney Plus. So I think you're good. Yeah, D Plus already has Hello? like the the first ten seasons of uh, Futurama that we're going through anyway. So oh, yeah. H- adding the eleventh is just cherry on top. Hello, nice. hi. Hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Having issues? I, uh, yeah, I. Uh... My my the light for my mute button just stopped working, so I can no longer tell if I'm muted. Oh, that's, that's not fun. good. No. Yeah. Um. Huh. <laughs> well done. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, what's uh, new in the world? I know I got a couple of things to talk about. Um, not a lot personally uh, a couple of things i thought were pretty cool um sumerian is going to be publishing an american psycho uh um title and it's going to be a, a brand new story so i i'm uh, i'm going to be all over that really looking forward to that right on. and um then the only other thing i've i've is a brief thing and i won't make it a thing but i'm getting really tired of how night terrors is just williamson picking off another legend and it's aggravating the shit out of me amen have a great night picking off another legend what do you mean yeah i mean his last whole event was all morrison and now everything is all gaming and this that's this is driving me nuts oh i see what you mean yeah build building right a build uh what's it called uh Profiting off the backs of others. 
Yeah. It's anyway. it's not the most interesting story anyway. <laughs> no, it's it's not. He's taking something that I mean, me and I know a a a lot of other people hold. You know, they're we're big fans. We hold that shit dear to our heart, and you're just gonna play all fucking crazy with it. Get out of my sandbox, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mix your crayons with my crayons. <laughs> what? I said, "Don't mix your crayons with my crayons." Oh, <laughs> I, I heard cranes. Like, what? What about no, cranes? <laughs> no, I'm I'm from Michigan, so you heard crayons. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's what you heard. But yeah, uh, else it's crayon. Crayon. Yeah. Now I'm still gonna pronounce it caramel too. It'll always be caramel, not caramel. Sorry, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> weird. Oh, Forty years of being, t- uh, yeah. No, I I can't, can't do it. The one thing that I will change is I don't call soda pop anymore. Yeah, everybody says it's like a big Canadian thing to call a pop, and I've always called it soda. Yeah, I just think it a- sounds more sense. It's a big Canadian and huge Michigan thing. Like if you go up there and say soda, they're going to say something to you like cracking a joke about being from the 50s. I say soda all the time. What the hell? <laughs> like every so often somebody says, so a pop? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, well, just one thing. How, how, how do you say coupon? How do I say coupon? Oh, God damn it. It's coupon. No, it's not. <laughs> there's an O in that word. That's 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 a a linguistic pet peeve of mine. It's no, when it's people just say something. It. Look, spell it. C-O-U-P-O-N. Yeah. Okay, you're saying it too slow. It's coupon, right? So you're pronouncing it. You're, you're hearing it faster than it's coming out. Coupon. There's a, there's pronounce pronunciation there. It's just fast. It's like Asuka from, from yeah, that's WWE, an entirely right? different language. <laughs> you can't pick stone. You can't you can't pick no, that. The, the phonetics in Japanese pronounce, are very different from English. You pronounce the T and often. <laughs> You're supposed to. You're not supposed to. <laughs> According to who? According to history. Well, history is wrong. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> it often is. Uh, All right. Uh, enough of our English lesson for today. <laughs> now for something more interesting. SDCC is this weekend. Whoop, whoop. The Mecca of Nerds Everywhere is finally upon us once again. Uh, and it's actually doesn't have as much as it used to. Like oh, of none of the movie companies are going. I believe none of them. I know none of the big ones are going. Uh, but DC definitely has a panel. I haven't looked into Marvel, but I imagine Marvel has a panel for comics. DC's yeah, for sure. is Friday. Uh, and we record on Thursday. So for us, it's tomorrow. Uh, of course, we're going to miss everything in the news. Because that's how it goes. But we have been <laughs> lucky with the fact that uh, some lucky soul got their hands on a copy of DC Connect, 
that is supposed to launch, I imagine, next week, highlighting October solicits. Ooh. And so some stuff got leaked a day early. Uh, I'll say again, I'll say leaked for us because it's still Thursday. But by the time this show goes out, it'll be like just in the mainstream news because solicits go out tomorrow for us. So why the hell not? I'll call it a leak for now. Uh, starting with, uh, I'll, I'll start with the the uh, trades that are coming out. Uh, DC has released uh, is releasing four trades of notes that I can say because uh, I don't know any of the others that are in the issue. Uh, they are releasing a Batman Eternal Omnibus. Mm-hmm. They are releasing a zero hour reprint uh, as well as Young Justice Omnibus. Is it Brandon? uh yes right and a kyle rayner well the the first of i assume like three many. My, three would probably be my guess because it's yeah it's like a six uh 50 issue run i think okay and it's like the first 19 issues right on and a kyle rayner um not omni i forgot what it was actually called it's like a the compendium they're doing these yes compendium yeah. yeah they they um the, the dc publishing house decided to take notes from image because they've been doing their big compendium push lately and they're just like well if they can do it we can do it too and i'm all here for that because yeah comp- compendiums are so great for binge reading i know it's not healthy but damn, it's a well, lot of fun. Uh, it's 704 it, pages in Kyle Rayner's, and the other three have over a thousand each. Look, so. I, <laughs> I, I, I stand by compendiums. I got the irredeemable compendium, and oh, I right had on. a time of my life just flying right through that. So I'm I'm with it. Um, but yes, no, that prints for anyone who collected the Green Lantern Kyle Rayner trades from like a couple years back, it's like the first. Uh, it, it collects all the material from that um and then i'm sure there will be some extras yeah but but this is important i'm glad rob mentioned this because it, it what really matters is the pre-orders for that book if the pre-orders are high and people buy that book they can easily do a compendium number two which will print hopefully a huge chunk of the rest of that run that to this day has still not been reprinted and i think yes that's a lot of people are hoping for like, I like getting floppies. Humanity. They're very cheap. You can find them in a dollar bin anywhere, but sometimes they're hard to find. Yeah, I, so, I, I can yeah. attest to that because I've been trying to collect all the ones I'm missing, which is basically everything past yeah. 56. <laughs> it's the bane of every comic collector's existence. Yeah. Those three issues. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, on Reddit the other day, I, I happened to go on and uh, a guy posted on the Green Lantern subreddit. He went to a shop, spent four hours going through over 20 long boxes and found uh, 13 issues of Guy Gardner Warrior that he was missing that completed his collection. And it was all included issues that I'm missing. And I'm like, you fucking lucky bastard. <laughs> lucky bastard. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll get your time, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I I can't wait to actually dive into that. I got to finish Guy Gardner Reborn first. You haven't started them. Oh, I started I, Reborn, I like and then then I picked waiting. up other trades, yeah. and I got distracted by other stuff. <laughs> and yeah, then I right. forgot where I put them. I got to find them again. <laughs> uh, 
So speaking of yeah, speaking of that, so Kyle Rayner's coming out. That's the last trade of notes. Uh, is there anything else interesting, Brandon, that you could uh, say about so, seeing as you have the book? Um, yeah, maybe not interesting to me, but you pointed out, and I thought it was very funny, uh, the zero-hour crisis in time on the list, which I was shocked to learn was the 2023 edition. So it's a reprint of an older edition. I didn't even know that existed because I thought, why yeah. would anyone want an omnibus of zero-hour crisis in time? <laughs> but apparently um so i I, i'm not gonna be that guy who's like don't waste your money but i don't know if you're curious like i guess check it out it's it's a story with with parallax probably is most famous so there you go that's my pitch for the book arguably final night might be his most famous because that was like his quote-unquote death yeah I guess it just depends because I know he's like the big villain of that book. Um, I I don't know. I only yeah. read I think two issues of Zero Hour, and then I got bored. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Not either. exactly the greatest of storylines. No, it's yeah. very pretty to look at, but yeah, fuck yeah, um, Jesus, it's it's uh, it's not it's not very uh, gripping. <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of that that could said be a, that could uh be said about the books that we've got this week as well wouldn't you yes. guys say well even beyond Perhaps. that like like there's two two more announcements that came out one of which speaking of old books or, or old titles that uh, don't age well uh dc is doing amazon's attack yet again fucking dumb but not the same amazon yeah. it's not like I mean, amazon's attacking dc the, yeah the it's not an event it's yeah. not an event it's an actual i think limited series uh but it is focusing on nubia yara floor various other amazonians Doing as well as, as um mary marvel as well as mary marvel yeah oh, mary, mary marvel yeah. yeah yeah mary marvel will be there as well uh, yeah, because she's now a part of that pantheon for the most part. Yeah, like, by extension, she she's like an Amazon in law. Exactly. Yeah, and saying <laughs> Mary Marvel so many times made me think of the song Mary Mac by uh, Great Big C, and now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> Whoops! Look what you did. I, I I assume judging your reaction, you don't even know what song that is. Oh, I know what song it is. I'm just oh, okay. doing everything in my power not to say a single lyric. So let's move on. <laughs> right on. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this one is about so they're basically like an Amazon strike team going into the world to like help save it. Basically following the footsteps of Diana, but also trying to build. Um, partnerships with man's world and, so, and be, a, be be the amazonian justice league if you will yeah i was just actually i was gonna say does this sound like it's going to be batman inc with better pr could be could very well be <laughs> i mean I, i'm okay with that as yeah. long as it, as long as it's done right who's the creatives on it do we know uh we do and i forgot to look it up because Ooh, i am a genius just booming right now. josie campbell and Oscar georgia thank you really Ooh, hmm. that is a flip 
It could be yeah. excellent or it could be just, or I could, Joseph Campbell, I will either really, really enjoy, but I never hate. It's just kind of meh. It, it's either thing. I think J- Josie Campbell's books are either excellent or just there. Yeah. Kind of empty. yeah. You know, what I, I, mean? I get that. Yeah. But I've never read one that, that I can remember off the top of my head mm-hmm. uh, that I, that I've not that I've hated, you know, I've, yeah. that I've given any shit to. So just, just basing on her recent works, uh, new champion of Shazam, I really enjoyed. And her, and, uh, her rendition of Mary, I thought was excellent, but her recent Amazon story was like you said, run of the mill. It was kind of just dull, but seeing as both these characters are going to be in this book, I'm very curious as to where this is going to go for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Either way, but I mean, it'll be more Wonder Woman and it won't be Coonan and Conrad. So exactly. fingers crossed. It's so that's better. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and man. finally, the the last title that was uh, leaked early is kind of an event book, but more just like a company a company crossover, intercompany crossover, I should say. Uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong and a partnership with Legendary Comics, part of Legendary Studios. Studios. And it is obviously DC's introduction to the world of giant kaiju monsters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited for it. I don't know about you guys, but (laughs) I I was going to say, I know you're excited. I'm I'm not on the fence. I'm more just like, it could be fun. But yeah, um, yeah. We'll see. I it completely like get why some people would enough. not care for it. Yeah. I'm not interested at all. Yeah, I, I, I can understand <laughs> that completely because you have to really care about Kaiju to really yeah. oh, I do. read something about Kaiju. I, me and Isaiah, uh, for the for the Screens podcast, we had, uh, I, I want to say, three episodes dedicated to Kaiju, Godzilla, yeah. and others. And um, I just don't think that the two belong together. I, I feel like this would be a Justice League and Transformers or a Justice League and G.I. Joe crossover. That's I don't have basically any, what it is. And I mean, that's I don't have any interest in any of that either. That's yeah. just brand promotion and it's a waste that's of time. Fair. Like, I will say this of all this, the, this, uh, in the intercompany same crossovers. Brandon doesn't like comic books that tie into movies and TV like instinctually. And he's like, right 99% of the time I feel like I feel the same way about the brand crossover that's fair but Justice League Power Rangers was fucking awesome I yeah, I still really like it yeah and Batman also, Ninja Turtles um, Batman oh, Ninja Turtles yeah, Batman 100%. Ninja Turtles um, that, what am I thinking? Oh, the, all three of them it's, it's not DC but the, the recent uh, Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah I gotta oh, check I that out that. How oh, is it's that? so much fun it's so much yeah. fun you know what? Maybe the thing is, is that it's got to be Power Rangers or, or or Turtles. Maybe that's the maybe that's the the uh, key to the success Could of be. that recipe. There. Yeah, and also with that <laughs> series, it completes the trifecta where all three teams have teamed up individually, <laughs> and now we could have a triple book: yeah. Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, and Batman, or Justice League. Yeah, yeah. I think my my thing right now, my hesitation is just. Like it's 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 very much like a 
here are all my action figures. Let me throw them in a pile <laughs> and make them fight each other. Exactly. Premise. Well, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I 100 <laughs> percent did that with Ninja Turtles, He-Man, and Thundercats. Straight <laughs> up. It was like, oh, Royal Rumble. I just I don't want that concept to get old fast. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I just that. I would hate for that concept to get old fast, especially in like six issues, because Oh, I think you dropped. You yeah. dropped, right? It, nope, it was Brand, you. Brandon is frozen. Oh, no. Brandon, you want to drop yeah. that into Discord uh, real quick? So I will keep going here. Um, creative team, it's written by Brian Buccioletto with art from Christian Duce. The art is freaking gorgeous. And and I'm I'm His I'm, opt- I'm optimistic about the writing. I don't I I'm not familiar with that writer. It's not ringing any kind of bell at all. Oh no. Uh-uh. I'm sure Brandon does, oh. but his stuff is his stuff is stuttering like okay. crazy. What's oh, up? I'm very oh, curious about go. the time now frame here. Back. Do you what know was... the uh the the writer that's on uh JL versus Godzilla versus Kong? Brian Buccioletto. Yeah, yeah, and you guys, you guys probably should too. He did the new Fifty Two Flash. He did. Oh um, shit! Okay. Yeah, he did. Uh, like run on Detective Comics. Oh, that's right. Um, also, when I was, he's Texas. usually paired with Francis Maple. Um, I, I... Oh. that run on the Flash was awesome. It sure was. Yeah. And they just kind of both of them to, to writing yeah. yeah 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 so i was kind of i was kind of curious looking at the uh the preview art just what the timeline was here because one of the descriptions i saw says uh clark was going on a date with his girlfriend lois lane so this this definitely seems to take place in the past you can see hal and barry as gl and flash but yeah. then you also see jessica cruz being a green lantern so it's it's kind of interesting where this is going to end up maybe it could be like it's a micro continuity where oh it definitely will they superman has revealed his identity to lois lane yet you know yeah uh so i'm taking bets right now who's the first hero to die by atomic flame (laughs) that's a that's a tough one i mean it's not written by tom taylor so there's a chance that none of them die I, but, I was thinking there it's just gonna be like fest and and you know they'll probably all come out alive. Yeah. Without knowing the cast, if I had to pick one regular Justice League member that I thought would die in the versus Godzilla book, it would be Hawkman. The Hawk Girl is there. Hawk, well, there you go. It could yeah. be Hawk Girl too, then. So the ones you can see from the preview page is got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Hal and Barry, Jessica Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, Hawk Girl, Supergirl, and Cyborg. Okay. Yeah, I think that was team. it. So that's that's what you've seen so far. Interesting team. Yeah. yeah. As much as they say Justice League, it probably also means like DC Universe versus Godzilla versus right. Kong. Yeah. Select yeah. DC characters united <laughs> yeah exactly i'm gonna say batman league of justice dc 
you're gonna save Batman. Yeah, I think they'll they'll pull a uh, sneaky on us and kill Batman first. I mean, maybe I don't know. Actually, that, Tom Taylor already possible. did that in DC's. Never mind. Yeah, he 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 did do that in DC yeah. already. Yeah, that's still like amazing first issue. All right, so that's all I got. You guys got anything else? I for me, but for anyone. Hack slash, um, which I have just like I I can't even remember when I first found that series. I think it was like freshman year of high school, and I just kind of stumbled onto it. I thought it was like a very Eric, you know, kind of TNA thing, but my favorite series. But um, slash is back at least for a little bit um, with a new mini from zoe thorogood i don't know if you guys read it's lonely at the center of the earth it kind of seems i haven't read that but the name does sound familiar the name sounds familiar but yeah everything but um it's super good tim silly chose her to do a a hack slash miniseries and i saw that and i was like this is for me. This is just for me. I don't I care. Mean, I, I enjoyed Hack Slash. That was a good. That was a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brandon. Um, I don't know if you're able if you're hearing this or not, but your 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 audio is a little bit choppy. You may have to leave and rejoin or reboot your router or something. Yeah, man. Um, talk about some honorable mentions. Did we drop the episode number? It's one fifty six. If we didn't, I'm sure he did, but you know, yeah. I don't fucking remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> I never remember anything. That's why I write it all down, including the honorable mentions. Uh, we got a few this week, and I am, instead of talking about them here, I'll be dropping more info on them in the bonus show, but I will give you the scores that I gave them. And uh, they're around here somewhere. Oh, uh, Night Terror's Catwoman, number one, that got a 7 out of 10. Night Terror's Punchline, number one, 8.5 out of 10. Tales of the Teen Titans, number one, 6 out of 10. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder, number one, got a 7 out of 10. Batman White Knight Presents Generation Joker, number three, got an 8 out of 10. And Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, number four, got a 7.5 out of 10. And finally, from Milestone, Static Shadows of Dakota number five got an eight out of ten as well. And uh, I could tell by Rob's face, my (laughs) score on Superboy blows him away. So you'll have to hear more about that and uh, and the rest of these books on the bonus show. You you uh, you'll you'll know when we get to the top three. what my thoughts on Superboy the Man of Tomorrow is. <laughs> also, Josh, it sounds like the thunderstorm that's in your area is making its way here, because now there's a severe thunderstorm watching my area. Ooh, Thank you very much. That just went north really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that would have been hella quick, because I'm on the other side of the country from you, but... Um... Yeah. <laughs> 
right. yeah, it, that, that was the second roll through of thunderstorms we just oh, had shit. back to back. So uh, hopefully that's done. Uh, yeah. I don't have my phone near me, so I'm not looking that up. But fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. As right. I was to the honorable mentions. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, he said. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> except for one book, you know. And you know, oh wow, it sounds like I hurt his feelings. <laughs> Did I hurt your feelings, no. Rob? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I'm not crying. You're crying. You're a super boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get into our books for the week. We got three of them for this show and three for our bonus show. Be sure to check that out. And you can check that out by subscribing to our Discord server. Links to that is on our website which is on my other script one second <laughs> the geekmatrixpod.com check that out subscribe for only 2.99 a month us as i found out 3.99 a month canadian <laughs> so i don't know what the currency is in other countries but i found out recently it's a dollar more in canada cuz i don't know exchange rates who who the hell knows uh, but we are going to start off with the vigil number three brought to us by very many people, including Josh. Indeed. And done so under the We Are Legends banner. It was written by Ram V with art by Lamit Kumar Sharma, Sid Kutayan and Sid Kutian and Rain Barredo. Cover was from Sumit Kumar and Dave Sharp did the letters. So the start the issue right up at the very end of an orgy and Saya has taken part, um, takes part in intense pleasures to deal with the unbelievable pain that they have to deal with nonstop all of the time. Uh, they leave abruptly. Doc asks about the pain over the phone, but it's played off and then on to the mission. Phase one, steal Naya Saha's face. Now part of the issue is Naya and Mission Debris about Mission Debrief, um, excuse me, about the last mission that the Vigil went on while Saya is off making use of the new face that they just borrowed to go into Naya's childhood home to look at old pictures. She makes a point, Naya does, Arclight has a violent temper for a leader and the Doc, who's supposed to be super smart and super informed, has let them down more than once. Not the greatest traits for a team. Dodge seems to be decent, though, because she'll avoid killing unless she has to, and for some reason that pisses the doctor off. By the way, the mission that they're on is against World War II Japanese research into sleep. The uh, They sleep-deprived a seriously powerful psychic shaman monk and uh, then fed him a bunch of thoughts about an amazing city, a magical tech, and all this wonderful place thinking that he might be able to will it into existence and it worked um everyone but naya goes into the base starts to fall underneath the monk's power and the only one that doesn't feel its effects is castle who happens to be completely emotionless um i think even less than a sociopath Back to Naya and at the end of her report she says that she believes the vigil either needs oversight or to be Woo! My God, that lightning hit so hard it made my teeth hurt. Woo! <laughs> Where did I leave off at? All right. <laughs> that, that's some thunder. Yeah, yeah, no, lightning strike, man. It just like lit up all the way outside. Um, 
That's right. It scared the shit out of me, and that don't happen very easy. Um. Anyway, psychic making magic tech and buildings and shit. It was working. Um. So, uh, Castle, everybody's under the effect except for Castle. Um, we go back to the end of her report, and we see that it's Saya um, that is sitting there across the table from her, which at the end of it, she says that Saya is the only member of the vigil that she has no opinion on because they have never spoken. Uh, that's Surprisingly, that's when Saya is like all super duper happy with her and it's like hey sorry if it's been so weird that i don't talk um you know i'm in a lot of pain the mask makes it weird just wanted to say hi glad i met you that was really odd but um also not very true um it was to see if she was trustworthy she says that she believes the vigil either needs oversight or to be disbanded um um whoops hold on yeah sorry <laughs> um anyway um it wasn't true Saya, along with doc and castle have just they've just received another mission this time directly from mr lightless and it's to head into a LexCorp facility and it's hoarding uh some sort of person that is uh i'm assuming is a badass uh, they, they look pretty badass anyway of course you know like badass people are they're stored in a jar I went into this thinking I'm probably going to have to shelf my expectations for the book. Uh, v writes slow, but for espionage, there needs to be some fast-moving parts at times. And uh, my doubt wasn't warranted. I really enjoyed the step and pace and getting deeper into what's the overall goings on in the book. Um, we know the characters well enough now that we can learn about them as we go along, as you know, in in actual stories. I'm digging it. I like the concept of say a little 14 year old castle kind of reminds me of number four from the umbrella Academy. Do you guys, I don't know if you guys picked that up at all. Um, he's just oh, not, God. he's just not a little, I don't all. know. I don't think he's a sassy. As, as no, four, a, but he's got no personality. He's four yeah. with no personality. That's yeah. Um, but uh, for 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 a book like this, I'm, I'm craving a super duper detailed art style. That's, this stuff is it's way more than serviceable it's really really great um plus it seems as though v is opening up doors for south asian artists and that's awesome because these ones are pretty damn good um i gave it an eight out of ten well i do have to uh, to offer one minor correction oh, um not, neither of these are new artists actually lely kumar was on daredevil a couple well, years back um oh. but 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 yes, I, I do think it's good that they're you know promoting them as as kind of like top tier artists. But um, anyway, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I I like I, I mean I've enjoyed in, enjoying this series so far. I know it's been a little slower, but I, I kind of appreciate that uh, it's really kind of trying to focus in on some elements of the team, even if they are extremely disappointing. Uh, and, it's uh, it's an interesting approach to world building but after yeah, reading yeah. And this i think it works i think so i mean i just like last issue i think was the one that really kind of got me uh really look with arc light and how kind of with Saya and everything so i wonder who will be the next kind of focus for i mean i'm sure if you look at the solicits you can figure that out but uh, i i don't know from the top of my head but yeah no it's just a really solid issue some some great espionage it'll be interesting to see 
whether or not um, Saha finds out that Saya was running around town impersonating her, I'm sure that will not be uh, something she appreciates. But uh, no, just a really solid issue and actually kind of looking forward to the next one. So uh, eight out of 10 for me. Uh, so the team to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, starting to feel like a mashup of Doom Patrol and Suicide Squad. Like bits of it, like they got bits the, of it, yeah. The weird abilities, but it's also like a Black Ops team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say definitely in terms of the dynamic, probably more Suicide Squad because they don't seem to like each other very much. Yeah. <laughs> um. Apart from that, though, at like least not, they, they don't seem to really know each other very much. Yeah, they're just kind of they're like colleagues, basically. Yeah. yeah. This feels like I don't know if I can trust you kind of shit. And I feel like yeah. everybody's feeling that way. Yeah. Other than maybe say a uh, doc and um, castle, they seem to be all on the same team. Yeah. Well, Dr. Sankara, like he just kind of has his own, he has his own thing going on. He's very much just like everything I do is on a need to know basis. And if I think you need to know, then you'll know, but I don't know that I would call him trustworthy just yet. Oh mm-hmm. hell no! No, he's about as trustworthy as Waller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that being said, like I, I'm not overly into espionage books. As interesting as this is, like that, that part of it just falls flat for me. Uh, because I just mm-hmm. don't find it interesting. It's not exciting for me. Espionage sure. stories, and and with this, like if that's what they're going for, I get it. And the the book is very interesting. I like the characters in it, but I really need a plot very soon, like a, like an overall plot, because it doesn't feel like it has one yet, apart from introducing all these characters and just getting their backgrounds. But it doesn't feel like it's it's going anywhere, apart from just saying, "Hey, we're here." So I, I need a bit more to really enjoy this. So for now, seven point five. Fair enough. Yeah. Just sit there and hate Rom V. I mean, we, we... <laughs> I don't I don't hate Rom V. I know. I'm just I, I mean no I, one's I have perfect. A, I have a distaste <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, also no one, Yeah, also like, yeah, no one, no one, no one is gonna have a perfect track record. There's gonna be some books that you don't like from a certain creator. So exactly. And speaking of Rom V, uh um, come up with one for Tom Taylor. There's gotta be a a, a series that he's written that I don't like, right? I'm sure there's ones that you like less than others. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. One. Of, <laughs> one, one. One of the deceased uh, wasn't the greatest. But wasn't his greatest. Most of the shit was just fucking great, though. <laughs> I brought up Tom Taylor just because of the news that we saw. Uh, yeah, from Storm just from, now. From Storm Nathan. just now. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, and. Uh, Man, some of that is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot more news tomorrow when DC has its full panel. Yeah. Actually, I thought it was tomorrow, but apparently it was today. I don't know. Maybe the schedule I was looking at was wrong. Uh, but speaking of Rom V, we'll announce this right now, and then maybe we'll talk about the rest next week once everything's out in the open. Yeah, that's uh, probably the best move. Rom V announced that... He's signed a two-year exclusivity deal with DC. Hell yeah. Hell That's beautiful news. Yeah. That is the really only thing news. 
it it is beautiful news. The only problem is that I really like Rom V's indie work. And you can means- still do that. That's that doesn't yeah. change. Yeah, oh no shit. It's it's the and and again, a lot of people Big seem publishers. to forget this, but yeah, no, with with these exclusivity deals, it really just kind of precludes you from doing any larger other work for hire stuff. It doesn't gotcha. mean you can't go off and you know do your own creator well, or then. independent work. Hell yeah, I'm down for it. Let's keep them here. Yeah, like you can't go to like Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Or or even yeah. like if it was like, oh, I'm gonna do, you know, Power Rangers X. I don't know shadow or something like that. Yeah, you probably couldn't do that. But um, yeah. also, I know that's not true because they like literally, it's we're a couple months away from another book he's doing with Felipe Andrade, um, kind of a, a pseudo sequel to the many deaths of Layla Star. For anyone who read Very that book, which should be everyone. oh my goodness, that's amazing news. Although it's funny, I didn't actually like that. I was I, as really? I was reading it when it came out. I did love that book. I was really into it at first, and it didn't. I, once I got past the third issue, it didn't quite sit with me. But last winter, I reread it for the first time since it came out in 2019, uh-huh. um, and that one hit a lot better for me. So, I think, uh, I think, yeah, that one's that one's definitely worth checking out if you have it. Oh, absolutely. And Rob, also, if if you're willing to check out Ron V's indie stuff, you've got to. Well, I mean, indie-ish. Uh, Blue and green is. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard you guys talk about it. I need to check that out. Yeah, I didn't love it. I thought I got a little convoluted, but um, I've been considering giving that one a reread sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's. I feel it. The the. It's as thick and and in story as like his detective comics run. Like where shit's give it a shot. You'll like it. Pick yeah. up the trade. I think so anyway. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Just of, don't don't punish. Funny. Yeah, don't punish yourself if you read it and you're just kind of like, I don't understand. And not yeah. even like a it no, was too smart for me. It just got too tangled in the weeds multi-directional yeah that, that was the biggest complaint about that book yeah was being oh, hard to follow you got to do a lot of flipping but it's cool oh okay anyway right so our so, next book next book is gonna be night terrors nightwing number one brought to us by brandon my pleasure and uh Though I have a, a glorious Nightwing in front of me, and I'm very much in the mood to talk some Nightwing. Unfortunately, this one doesn't really have that much in terms of plot. Uh, this is brought to us by Becky Clunan and Michael W. Conrad doing the writing with art from Daniele DiNicuolo, colors from Adriana Lucas, and letters from Wes Abbott. In a nutshell, Nightwing's nightmare, if you will, is that he has been sentenced to imprisonment in none other than Arkham Asylum, giving some very heavy Batman RIP vibes. Um, And basically the issue revolves around Nightwing being tested and prodded regarding his own sanity as he struggles to remember something that happened, some kind of murder that was there. He goes through electroshock therapy. Um, Sorry, I I heard the Discord thing and I thought I cut out again. Am I still good? You're still good. Okay, cool. Um, But yes, he goes through various uh, types of treatment, including electroshock, whoa, electroshock therapy, and other things like that. Um, 
before eventually succumbing to the nightmare and to insomnia's uh, trappings. Uh, but not before he realizes eventually after further, further prodding that the person that he killed in this nightmare dream was none other than Batman, which is why he's been kind of hailed as this hero uh, throughout Arkham. Uh, but before he can uncover any of that a little bit further, Arkham has a new inmate, someone who may or may not just be as demented and crazy as Nightwing himself, one Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl. Um... um. Well, okay. Uh, let me let me start with this. I like the premise. It's very fun. I like the art. Daniela Dinicolo can do no wrong. Um, the writing is is solid, but I don't know. It's just a very hollow story. Like the it the, is the premises or not the premise. I should say the the read was basically just Nightwing is is tortured throughout all of Arkham Asylum. And he's continuously questioning, like, how real this is and what the hell is going on and who did I kill? We get the reveal at the end that it was Batman and that was the end. And I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is a two issue series. So my only my only assumption is they're going to resolve it by Nightwing is going to maybe break out of Arkham Asylum or something or break Barbara out of Arkham Asylum. Then she's going to turn on him and that's going to be end of it. And I don't know, like, again, it's a fun premise, but it just... Like the story just feels so empty. It, it yeah. lacks anything deeper than that. So oh, man. for that, I gave it a seven out of 10. Like it's very nice to look at. And oh, wow. it's it's like, it's a read that if you gave it to me on like, like a day where I was very bored, I'm sure I could enjoy it. But I don't know. Like it just, it, it's, it, it read as like a very hollow generic Nightwing story, if I can be honest. Um, so that's where I'm at. Not much else to say. What about you, Rob? I think he said it all. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's oddly fun. Is pretty much the only note I had for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there isn't much substance here apart from just watching Nightwing go crazy because everybody thinks he's crazy. And there's like a somewhat of a mystery there. Like, what did he do? But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really matter what he did because it didn't happen. You know, it's a nightmare. And it's just fun watching his mind spiral because he doesn't know it's a nightmare. Hmm. Right. It's kind of weird, but it's yeah. that's that's where the fun is. And I know it's really weird to say it's fun to watch a happy go lucky superhero's mind spiral into torment and despair. But that's well, why it's, that's it's oddly a, fun. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun concept for this nightmare story. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that. Yeah, I see. I I I I feel like it it it's not because I don't really see much of a concept. I see I see a hero who spends the entire book going, "This is a nightmare, right?" And it turns out that his great greatest nightmare is killing Batman and Babs turning into one of the Borg. I mean. And not on, wrong. <laughs> uh, and on, on top of that, the art is exceptionally manga inspired. The Nukwolo is an awesome artist. It is not the right art to use in a nightmare book. I mean, are we going to see uh what's your face from young Diana showing up in the next one? I mean, that that's just a silly choice to me. Um I actually I, I do disagree with you there. I actually really was surprised that the Nicola's art translated so well to horror, especially 
there's a sequence where um, we see his parents get resurrected. And that was pretty horrifying. I mean, like, it's not, it's not in a, scary, in a very G rated anime, in a G, very G rated manga. Like, their faces look maybe. I don't like know. Something. I, I, I thought it, I thought it connected pretty well. Like I, I like the way that he draws the really creepy teeth and the you know horrifying expressions and all that stuff. But you know, anyway, I guess I, I I guess I want more out of a horror book or not more. I guess I just expect a different art style. That's well, for me, I that's would also like, like Alan or Moore, even I don't think he wants to write Nightwing. Like where's my rim shot? But don't I don't have the sound <laughs> effects on here. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I guess I would expect to see manga in in a in a fast paced book, or um, in a in a noir book, or even a comedy. But like for this in, in a horror book, it just doesn't work for me. Literally, you've very, never read Junji Ito. Then, I, oh I god, mean, you I've, need to read Junji Ito. I yeah. have not read any manga. Ooh. I will send you you're gonna, the curse you're of Omicron read Uzumaki? change your mind. Oh my god. Ooh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, wait. Um oh wow. Durr, durr, and durr. I'm completely blanking on it. Hold on one second. You'll never be able um, to look at holes the same way again. Oh man, I can't remember the there is there is a manga that I read and it got translated into uh, several movies live action about a samurai um, who did not kill his his blade was mounted backward on a sword. Could Rurouni Kenshin? Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, yes. I read all of that in high school. <laughs> yes, it was yes. very good. I read the shit out of that. And it's I've got manga. It's got anime. It's got a live action adaptation. It's oh, got I've never like seen three different movies. No, it's got like six different movies, homie. Oh, I was I was just throwing a number out oh, there. I didn't really yeah. know how many. Yeah. yeah, like a lot. They're yeah. all pretty damn good. Yeah. One of my favorite stories in manga history, it really is. It's a Samurai X is the the English translation, like the English title. Um, <laughs> but Rurouni Kenshin for like people that don't care about english translations it's just one of the best stories i've ever read it really is it's yeah fucking phenomenal and i have been as vivid memories as of you the... would expect it to be translated live action oh god yeah but it's, I, a, I... it's a little there but i mean it's a fucking <laughs> it's you know i mean you you almost expect that and what you get going in expecting it to have that cheese yeah it's just like a very like very very light dust I I I love the fucking movies too. Yeah, Holly Holly and I have rewatched them twice, all of them. Like bing 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 bing. Yeah, hell yeah. It's it's got all the feels of a shonen story, mm-hmm. but also very bloody and gory, like super yes. bloody and gory. But like, I have vivid memories, and I don't remember any of the guys, uh, any any of the the, the the characters' names. But there was a guy that just fought with his fists. He was like a street fighter. And there was mm-hmm. a point where like he needed to learn a new technique to beat a guy that was just a slightly better fighter than him. So he had like the the knuckle punch, the two-tone knuckle punch. Mm-hmm. And he had to learn the three-tone knuckle punch. Yep. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. like, this is fucking sick. But you think <laughs> about it like years later, like that was actually really stupid. Is that gonna work? But then you like 
you think about it again you're like no 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 screw that that was sick <laughs> that was sick yeah <laughs> this guy broke stone with his knuckles fuck yeah gotta love a knuckle it helps though that there's a guy on tiktok that actually demonstrates it how real it is it's fucking awesome oh yeah it's yeah it's... he's been doing that since the vine epic yeah you know what's not awesome Night Terror's Nightwing. I gave it a 4 out of 10, man. I thought Ooh. it was absolute trash. Damn. It was the wrong art to use. I didn't like the, the the premise. I didn't like any of the voices. Nightwing, to me, sounded very whiny. Not okay. Shit. You didn't Sorry like his the art? I, the art is great, but it, it to me, if the art is great, but it's in the wrong fucking story, I mean... Then it doesn't doesn't then it doesn't fit at all. You know, art art yeah, being art being great at all. I mean, you wouldn't want Zermanico drawing a fucking coloring book. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, Jimenez for sure. But anyway, um, I, I would love to color some Zermanico. <laughs> yeah. Actually, his art would be great for a watercolor book because he already oh god yeah. Goat. Yeah, he already paints in in gauche with some of his covers. Um, so that would be that'd be like every artist's dream. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, instead of making a joke, we just come up with a new business idea. Hell yeah! Watercolors by Zermanico. Somebody tweet him now. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, that I know how to paint in watercolors. I'm just saying, no, if I did, I, know. I would totally I mean, do that. I, I do. I, you dip. You dip the. You dip the brush in paint. You dip the brush in water, and then you put it on the paper, and you yeah. hope for the best. That's. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking myself. like some BS art class thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not talking some BS art class thing where you're like, oh, I can watercolor just like anyone, and then you look at it and it's a mess. I'm talking like genuine, talented. You paint it, and it could. It could look really nice. No, yeah. look. I'm here, not here, that. Here's here. I am. I I can pick apart all day long, art. All fucking day long. But here's the thing I will never understand about watercolors. How do they make them look good? <laughs> Talent. <laughs> Skill. I like, mean, fucking ridiculously. Um, study I mean, and practice. Years of it. Unbelievable amount of a steady hand and patience. And Jesus, watercolors are insane, dude. Yeah, they yeah. really are. <laughs> Just <laughs> side, side art praise there. All right, I guess we should move on from one nightmare to another. Yeah, uh, just quick. If I didn't give my score eight point five out of ten for Nightwing, I really rather enjoyed it, uh, despite the fact that it was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. So finally, we're getting on to Night Terrors Wonder Woman number one, our final book for the week. This is written by Josie Campbell, with art from Juan Ferreira, letters from Pat Brosso. And a very nice cover from Jay Lee and June Chung. So Wonder Woman and Bobo, the detective chimp, seemingly wake up where they were in the JLD archives, except they can't get out. Diana knows the rest of the JLD is down there somewhere with them and that they are probably dreaming uh, because of all the clues around them. Luckily, she's already found John Constantine to help them get out. So the trio start to head in towards the uh, archives and to try and find the uh, the league, but find uh, wow, I didn't I wrote, I didn't autocorrect. 
the Minos. <laughs> it autocorrected into Minis Labyrinth. Like the fuck is the Minis Labyrinth? The Minos Labyrinth of Legend, uh, where the Minotaur resides. Uh, who knew it was there? Uh, the JLD seemed to be in the middle of the labyrinth. Uh, so together, the trio take hold of Diana's unbreakable lasso and go together, uh, but are very quickly split up. And Diana goes uh, fights to rescue her teammates from behind a stone wall where they were dragged through by ghostly arms. Uh, on the other side, Constantine and Bobo are further split apart by nightmare beasts as Diana comes across a nightmare version of herself with Gorgon-like features who begins to get the upper hand on her in a fight. And that is where we end off. Uh, looking at this, though, like if the JLD can be saved, maybe they could be a huge help. Because we did see through the issue a few they members. Right? At, uh, Jason Blood was there. I believe I saw Ragman. Uh, shit, who else did I see? It was Jason Blood. It was Ragman. I want to say Blue Devil was there. I don't remember seeing Blue Devil, but I'm not going to argue with I you. Could, I could be wrong. But point is, like the team that was there was pretty freaking solid. Um, Most JLD teams are. Yeah. So like, if, if they can get that shit going, then they... And if they get out together, then they might just have a chance at uh, taking on whatever's going on pretty well. Um yeah, and hopefully Zatanna has a hand at that. I think the fact that they they put Zatanna before Wonder Woman was on purpose. Uh, so in the Zatanna story, uh, her and Robot Man can do what they can to help get the Justice League Dark safe. And uh, as they wake up, the, the whole team can come together and help. So I think it'll be very interesting. Let's see, I got the page in front of me now. Uh, oh, hang on. So there's Jason Blood and Etrigan? That's weird. There's Ragman. Oh, that was it. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's weird. I, I never clicked that uh, Jason Blood and Etrigan were both there. That's weird. Um, interesting enough. And that's odd. Yeah. I wonder uh, who the hell I thought that was. Yeah. Um, the Menace Labyrinth was a nice touch. I kind of dig that. Uh, being a one Roman story, having that lore involved. Apart from that, though, not much else I can really say. Eight out of ten uh, for the issue. Didn't hate it. Wasn't amazing. Didn't hate it. Rather enjoyed it. Uh, not as much as Nightwing. One of the better uh, Night Terrors tie-ins, I'll say, for now. It was very okay, in my opinion. The backup was... Something I enjoyed a little bit more. The main story, like it's nice to see the Justice League dark, but honestly, aside from the art, I was just kind of like, eh, I was kind of bored. Um, so I gave this one a seven out of ten. Uh, being a little bit generous, I don't even know if I'm gonna check out the next issue, but um, yeah, it was just I was just kind of bored, <laughs> if I can be honest. Yeah, yeah, and if I can too, what an absolute horrible wonder woman on that cover i don't think i have seen diana drawn that badly since she was the justice league secretary but the art inside is fucking amazing that was about it though this had all of my favorite players in it and it felt so monumentally empty 
There was no excitement at all for me. Not a single page flip was preceded by curiosity. What's going to happen next? It didn't make me angry. There wasn't anything really wrong with it. It was just there. Um, given that Wonder Woman is one of the few titles we get close to with the Justice League Dark, I would have thought that this story would have been a lot better because like Rob mentioned, and I'm assuming a lot of people are, I am assuming that the Justice League Dark is going to have a big hand in wrapping this up. At least that's what would make sense. But in any case, um, I thought the story would be better, but it turns out that in this particular issue, there's no story at all. Um, I'm going to say the exact same thing about um, Nubia's Nightmare in the backup, except that it's got one thing that makes it a little bit worse, and that's Nubia's Nightmare is that the goddess Gaia, the personification of the planet Earth, a.k.a. Mother Nature, has turned into the fat bastard from Austin Powers. Get in my belly. That's what she looks like. (laughs) I was disappointed all the way around. Um, The whole issue gets a six. And I want to make it clear that it is solely Juan Fiera that makes this book tolerable. Uh, Man draws so damn pretty. So pretty. Um, But yeah, six out of ten. Didn't dig that whatsoever. Fair enough. I try to be. Most people yeah. think I'm not. Well, I, I'm. I'm gonna say you're not fair to Jay Lee about that cover. Oh, I don't. I just. I don't like that at all. I did that. Those wide ass eyes, and I really don't, don't like much. I like. I like Bobo, but that's about it. Yeah, just don't look at Jay Lee's Kilowog. <laughs> or or yeah. kill a frog is as my I'm happy I'm not the only one that saw him as a toad. That was that was <laughs> what 2018. And I can remember I went to pick up the Green Lantern number two. Yeah. And he's like, Are you getting the kill a frog cover? I was like, What? He's like, <laughs> and he was like, here, I want to show you something. I was like, Oh, oh I see. God. Kill a frog. Yeah. Oh shit. That's brilliant. <laughs> mm. I am accurate. Very accurate. Indeed it is. All right. So that is our three books for the week. Now getting into our top three of the whole week and favorite moment if we had one. Who wants to go first? I'll start it off. Um, I'm going to I'm going to start with my favorite moment, too. It's a little grim. But uh, in Wonder Woman, where Constantine is describing potential nightmares and he looks at Bobo and says, street organ grinders <laughs> that that made me chuckle i know it's dark but it gave me a pretty damn good laugh that was my favorite moment out of the books that we covered in this show um top three number three i gave it the static shadows of dakota number five excellent number two white knight presents generation joker number three and my first place went to night terrors punchline number one all three of them honorable mentions that now that just does not happen does not happen yeah. i matter of fact it's episode 156 or some shit and i've been in over 300 podcast episodes never once have i ever done that yeah <laughs> i forgot to go through punchline <laughs> <laughs> it was surprisingly good as uh as we might mention briefly uh in our, our bonus section yeah, that, I, uh, 
more so for the writing. Interesting. Yeah, it's. I'm not going to say I'm I'm sold on the punchline character, but I think I was more surprised with the writing than anything else, which was like real step up from uh, from some of the other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I mean, the Gotham the Gotham game wasn't bad. I don't want to make it sound like it was a waste of time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I don't know if anybody's really sold on punchline as a character. Man, but, dude, there the 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 moment punchline got announced, there were people that flocked to get tattoos, and and that was a direct like rendition of what was going on in the Gotham game. There were people just obsessed with the psychopathic character because they have no lives or some shit. I don't know. Pretty much fell under her spell. Weird. Yeah, she wove it and did it well. All right. Um. Well. What about you, Brandon? What's your top three and favorite moment? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at number three, I had uh, Night Terror Superman. Number one. Uh, at number two, I had The Vigil, number three. But uh, number one, I actually had World's Finest, number 18. Just a really solid wrap-up to the arc and uh, continues to be one of my favorite ones. But I will say I, I may have a little bit of bias because my favorite moment it's a very small one, um, but I, I, I have selfishly been waiting for Dan Mora to draw Green Arrow because we've gotten <laughs> to see like all of the other characters, and I'm like, right. come on, man! Yeah, like, Ollie's in this fucking arc. You can't, you can't not do it. I mean, we got it in this issue. It was literally like that. That uh, I don't even remember that that meme of like we got him, boys, whatever. Um, but I was so I was so excited. I saw it. it's like a brief little panel, but I was like, I'll take it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that, that honestly is what made the book that good. Not even the story. It was just that. That's Hell fair. Yeah. I mean, like it was an awesome freaking moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think so I had Night Terror's Nightwing at number three. So it was just an interesting little thing. Uh, and then I had World's Finest number 17 at number two. And number one, I had Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, because I'm a Dragon Ball fan and a DC Cosmic fan, and it's the perfect union of the two. <laughs> so it's it's basically for me, this book. It's It was made for me. It's like my whole. You got to read that story, Josh. Curse it's of like Amagara Fault. I'm going to send it to you before we finish recording. It's, it's like your whole. Oh yeah, you'll you'll get the reference after. <laughs> the hole is your home. You don't like your home? Oh, it's, it's not a home you want to be in, my friend. <laughs> no, no, that, that's from Adam Sandler. Uh, um, <laughs> and favorite moments? I, I didn't really have one, but if I could pick one, it was uh, from World's Finest. Basically, like we'll get into that a bit more in the bonus show. But Batman telling Jimmy he doesn't think Bruce Wayne will be upset with him, uh, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Jimmy in front of Batman saying, oh, man, I totally burned Bruce Wayne with this article I wrote. And then Superman just smirks at Batman. Like, yeah, no, I think you're good, kid. You uh, burn. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. All right. Uh, any last minute thoughts, theories, no. ideas? No, sir. No. Other than I am. I'm feeling pretty no. vindicated about my doubts about this event. I'm sure 
yeah. I mean, fuck, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the same, you can feel vindicated, but also just feel disappointed because we're, we were right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Every time. Unfortunately. All right. Well, that's the show. Remember, if you feel like supporting us, check out our Discord server for only $2.99 a month, $3.99 in Canada. Visit our website, <laughs> thegeekmatrixpod.com, for links to that, our Twitter, Instagram, and much more. Be careful out there. Remember, in the Geek Matrix, you are not alone.